Boom. What's <laughs> up, everybody? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes, episode 120. Oh. Uh, gang is all here. Big Al, Liam, and I'm Mike. We are here. Um, I wish, I wish you guys could hear the conversations we have before we hit record. They they range from morbid to yeah. to uh, oftentimes right sexual. Al's bidet always gets brought up by me. There is just there's always always interesting talks, but we can't we can't hit record for that. But just a little just a little teaser. Maybe one day I'll sneak I'll sneak the record in there when the when, when Liam's talking about things. But um. But how we doing, boys? How we doing? Before we dive into everything, we got Patriots offensive coordinator talk. Um, nothing else really, really going on um, with the Patriots. So, so we kind of figured today would be the day where we kind of just throw out a bunch of our our top Bill Belichick moments. But um, before we get into that, uh, what's what's going on? Anything you guys need to get off your chest? Or you guys want to jump right in? I don't know. It seemed like Al really let it all off his chest before the show. So I, I would imagine we're all feeling pretty good now. The Nice cathartic. Everyone's uh, put it all out in the open. There, we've shared our disturbing facts and the trials and tribulations of life. And Mike just had sex. So I think we're all pretty good. <laughs> oh, I I still feel like death, and I'm going to feel like death the whole episode. It's going to be horrible from my right. perspective, but I'll I'll do what I can. All right. All right. You still look strikingly handsome. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the that's... first time I've ever been told that. So thank you. Really? Wow. Oh my goodness. Yes. Proud to be a first. Oh. Look at that! Bring it, bringing people together. Bring it. Oh, I just, together. I just got a tear in my eye. Hold on. Um, here at Tuck Rule <laughs> Takes, you're not just a viewer; you're family. You're family here. That's yeah. That's how. That's how we. That's how we view it all. So, uh, you know, one love, one love, everybody. One love. Um, one love. But yeah, that might have been the lamest thing we've ever fucking yeah, done. Yeah, I was fucking. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, anyway. yeah it's a Cam Newton expression. What do you expect? Anyway, did whoa, you guys know that? Whoa, did you guys whoa. know that bodies bounce when they hit the ground? Liam told yeah, us that. From exceptionally um, high heights. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. So um Patriots News, we'll get right into it before you get into the Bill Belichick stuff. Um I mean, we were just we basically have... water balloons, right? We have said that the, that the Patriots have a checklist. They had a checklist this offseason, coordinators, head coach, GM, and then obviously you move on to the players. They checked off another name or another box on their checklist. Uh, the Patriots have hired Alex Van Pelt um, as their offensive coordinator. I'll just kind of run down his quick um, his his history. Uh, started coaching in 2006 with the Bills. He was quality control for a couple of years, quarterbacks coach in 20, in 2008, uh, offensive coordinator for the Bills in 2009. Then he moved on to the Bucks from 2010 and 2011. Those seasons, he was the quarterbacks coach. Then he went to Green Bay for a few years, but for those first two years, 2012 and 2013, he was a running backs coach. He was the quarterbacks coach in 2014. Uh, he was a quarterback and wide receiver coach in 2015. Um, and then from 2016 to 2019, um, he was a quarterback's coach for the Packers and then the Bengals. Uh, then he was the Browns OC from 2020 to 2023. Um, I guess he got hired at some point there too, as like the Dallas, um, uh, like a, uh, like an assistant, whatever person in Dallas at some point a little bit, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. Uh, basically he's a 53 year old with a bunch of experience. Um, a lot of people were kind of 
I don't want to say let down, but hey, we'll use a term that Patriots fans know. A lot, lot of, lot of fans were a little deflated about the, um, about the signing just because it wasn't, you know, a Nick Cayley. It wasn't a big name like that. Um, I have my thoughts on it. I'm sure we all do. Um, I think Al, just to get your thoughts out of the way, so you can go die in peace while we talk. Um, what what are your thoughts on the Alex Van Pelt being the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots? I think it comes as a shock to some people because we didn't really hear his name in the offensive coordinator, you know, interviews. But when you look at the the season the Browns had with four quarterbacks, I mean, they had what Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, PJ Walker. Uh, Dorian, Dorian Thompson Robinson, Thompson Robinson, and DTR. and one of Liam's one of Liam's 169 boys, uh, Damn Joe right. Flacco. So I mean, Lord but, Flacco. But He's on the at, list. Look, I'm looking right at it. He's on the list. Yeah, gotta just, do. Just, just just look at the work he did in Cleveland this year. 11 wins, getting them to the playoffs. Granted, they ran to a hot Texans team, but I mean that just goes to show who he's worked with what he had to work with. And a lot of people were actually saying that he kind of kept that Cleveland coaching staff kind of together and like kind of held it together in one piece. And not only that, you have someone that's actually experienced. You have someone that is not a first timer, like Gerard Mayo being a head coach or DeMarcus Covington being first time DC. You have guys actually ran an offense, worked with quarterbacks. And that tells me that if they're getting all these guys in, because I know there's someone else that we have to talk about potentially being added to the offensive staff in a little bit. I think that's going to tell us that in the draft, I, they have to go quarterback at this point because they want to develop the quarterback for the next however many years he's here. So I, I like the I like the the hiring. Again, it comes as a little bit of a surprise, but he comes from um from McVay's system, so. We'll see a lot of West Coast offense, so I'm excited for it. A, a change was needed, and the change is going to be welcome. Liam? This is a strong point, the fact that the Browns had so much success with all those different quarterbacks. It's a fucking miracle. They beat the 49ers with P.J. Walker. So how much is that really uh, on Van Pelt? Not sure, but you got to say his team had a lot of success last season. Anyone else notice that Van Pelt is that dude with the funky mustache and the gun that hunts down the kids in Jumanji? No shit, is he? Yeah, that's Van Pelt. <laughs> that, that's his name. So I got to say, I'm, I'm never going to be able to see him as the guy that isn't trying to kill Robin Williams with those kids in Jumanji. Uh, good for him. He's got a, got a badass name. But fun yeah, it, it's, uh, it is a fun fact. I was like, Van Pelt, Van Pelt, where do I know that? Where do I know that? Yep, it's the British dude with the funky mustache and the gun. Um, but yeah, it, it's something new. It's something different. It's, it's a name that I'm not entirely familiar with, but that seems to be how most of this stuff goes. Like Eric B was a no name until he goes to Kansas city and then has a fantastic run. And now he's the head coach in Washington. And, uh, of course there's the Sean McVay, McVay's and the Mike McDaniels of the world and whatnot that were complete. Nobody's ball boys and tight ends coaches before they were their respective head coaches. So try to remain blissfully optimistic, keep an open mind. Obviously he's got a track record, but it's hard to really dictate how successful he will be just because it was track record from beforehand. So I'm going to roll with kind of blind faith on this one. Yeah. By the way, Liam, just real quick. Um, the enemy's the assistant head coach in Washington. Is he? Who's? Oh yeah. Ron Rivera. Yeah. No, Rivera got fired. It's Dan Quinn now. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah, they just hired Dan Quinn. Uh, Patriots fans are familiar with Dan Quinn. We can thank him for Super Bowl number five. Yeah. Yep. Um, Dude just loves to blitz. Yeah, I think I'd I'd pretty much land, you know, the same same level as you guys. Um, uh, Cool, optimistic, happy with it. Uh, He's got a shit ton of experience, which is good. Al, like you said, you got two um, first-time, you know, you got a first-time coordinator, first-time head coach in uh, Covington and Mayo, so – uh, yeah, he's 53. I mean, everywhere he's been, there's been some level of success. I mean, you're on the the Packers offensive coaching staff, you know, quarterbacks coach. You're working with one of the greatest of all time in Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, then people, obviously, you can do the, the how much did he really factor into it? Was it just Aaron Rodgers being great? I don't care about that. You're around greatness. You're around talent. You're around success. I like it. Uh, I don't put too much stock, though, into – kind of the just actual like physical statistics statistical success uh that he's had because i that's kind of always been my thing where it's like i think sometimes coaches fail succeed in other places and they go other places and they fail when they succeeded before they succeed when they failed before so i don't know um all i can see is that yeah he he he's got a shit ton of experience and al you mentioned it real quick uh west coast offense that's exciting. Um, as someone who as three people who have watched the Patriots for the last 20 years play there, you know, and I mean this lovingly, but have their dink and dunk offense with kind of your calculated shots here and there, you know, busted coverages, whatever. Having a West Coast offense is going to be nice to see, um, yeah. you know, kind of actually scheming people getting open, just kind of putting putting pressure on the defense constantly. Um, I like that. The, uh, I was looking at, at some of the, the running plays that he ran with Cleveland too. You know, that's definitely something to like, Um, you know, I, I, I see this as just an all around win. Um, And that's basically all I have to say about it. Uh, Yeah. It it is exciting though, that we could actually get it. We're going to have a new offense and this is kind of what we were hoping for from Bill O'Brien. And we got it a little bit, even though it was just unspectacular across the board. Yeah. But it was new. It just wasn't very effective, but now it's it's exciting. It's like, okay, we could have something new here. Mm -hmm. Maybe if, you know, we want to play the what if game, we could have one of those offenses that blow up take on the scene in the NFL and catch everyone off guard for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And we have some thrilling success because of it. At very least, it leaves the possibility open to be excited. Dude, you never know. Cause you have the, I mean, like, like, uh, like you said, Liam, where you're like, you know, I don't really know his name, but that's how all this starts. Like that's how yeah. every coach, like they all start as, as no names with no experience. So I know when people are like, Oh, you know, person X, like when uh, DeMarcus Covington got hired, he doesn't have any yeah. coordinator experience no one has the, the best way to get experience is to get experience. Yeah. So like, I, I, I like this. He has experience too, which is, which is the good thing. Yeah. So seeing that, like it's with Covington, it's a sink or swim with him. It's like, all right, well, he's had a fuck ton seen, of jobs. Yeah. He's, he's had success even in places where like, you know, it's not easy to have success. I think it's just going to be yeah. awesome. He's like in the, Dallas, which isn't great, but other than the, that. So, so that's my, I got him confused with the guy we're going to talk about next. Um, so I don't get, so he's actually never been to Dallas. I was thinking oh, about um, someone else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm it, much it, more it confident is, in him now. It is impossible not to be excited about the yeah. the potential of having a young, athletic quarterback in this offense, like with it with a West Coast type of a system, like whether it's Jaden Daniels, Drake May, whoever it happens to be. 
it's just tough not to get excited about the offense, which is something that I don't think we've been excited about the offense. I mean, since. Uh, well, we've been excited. We've 20, been excited. I think, I think 2021. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, misplaced yeah, yeah. excitement. Yeah, I don't think this is misplaced because this isn't coming from the from the players. This is coming from yeah. the actual like coach. So I think like I think there's more there. And also, what I like, he was in Cleveland. David and Joku, guys, tight end. Yeah, beast. There, there's a connection there. I would love if you have him come here. You franchise Hunter Henry, maybe or something. I don't know, or even you don't have Hunter Henry, whatever. I would love it. Would you happen to know where David and Joku went to school? Uh, somewhere in Florida. Read it and the weep, U. baby. The it's U. all about yeah. the U. Listen, the U, the whole U, and nothing it's but coming the U. Help so me, God. It's coming together. Uh, yeah, I, I like this. There, there's someone there now, so you have someone. Um, also, uh, they signed a uh special teams coach. I forget his name, Al. Do you remember the special teams? Yeah, coach? it's um, uh, um, it's, it's Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Cool. No, it's Jer- Jeremy. Jeremy <laughs> yeah, like, cool. Up. I know. I know. He's he's coming from the Rams. The Rams didn't have a great uh, special teams last year, but I mean, whatever. That could be personal. I don't care. Um, to be honest, I just as long as there's new blood in the special teams room when it comes to coaching, so I'm happy about that. Uh, you know, Patriots have their 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 three coordinators, so now you're just kind of filling out the roster uh, or like the the uh, coaching. There's much carousel. to fill out. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty, but I mean, I think uh, I feel confident going into the year with Alex Van Pelt. Um, there's another guy that has been rumored now to join the Patriots offensive coaching staff or just the coaching staff in general. Um, I know, I know when when this tweet came out that people were not happy about it because you think of his coaching resume in uh, in New York, but Ben McAdoo has been uh linked with the linked with the Patriots. Uh they want to potentially bring him in as either like an assistant coach or an offensive assistant coach or something along those lines. Um Liam, I want to go to you first because I want to know how you feel about Ben McAdoo potentially Terrible. coming to the Patriots. Besides Jim Tom Sula, Ben McAdoo's the worst coach i've ever seen in the history of ever he's completely inept incompetent can't do anything i'm surprised he can hold a clipboard and a pencil at the same time he's completely fucking useless the man has nothing to offer to anyone ever and it would be a complete travesty if he were to join the patriots everything that we've been excited for is going to be ruined laid to waste if we sign fucking ben mcadoo to our coaching staff all right, so cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Uh, Al, Ben McAdoo, <laughs> thoughts? I would agree. If he was coming here as the head coach, but there he's not. It is. I was waiting. I was going to be shocked. Wait a minute. But yeah. he's, but he's not. A- again, I'm gonna and I'm gonna make this comparison, and it's the easy he's like comparison. Agent Orange. He's going to give you cancer twenty years from now. Look at Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, we all shit on for being a bad head coach, rightfully so. But look at his work as an offensive coordinator. One of the better offensive coordinators that the Patriots have had in the last 20 years. So again, you can be a good coordinator, but you don't have to be a good head coach. It's like in, and I'm going to, because I always reference this sport, because Mike, I know you know it. Liam, I know you don't know it as well. But in baseball, you can be a good hitter, but that doesn't mean you're a good overall player. You can do something really well. So same thing here. 
If Ben McAdoo just comes in and he's working with the offense, working with the quarterbacks, but AVP, and yes, we're going to use that acronym. If AVP is the guy that's making the final calls, I like it. Then, then who cares? Like the more experience, the better. And he has worked with quarterbacks and he has worked with offenses in the past more than his head coaching career. So I'm fine with it as long as that's the role he sticks to. What about his resume gets you gets you horned up here? I'll tell you, I got I got I got to pull up here because I because I was going to mention it. So he. Let me scroll up. So with the Giants, he was with them in 2014, 2015. He was the offensive coordinator before he was the they head coach. They missed the playoffs. They saw when it. he did that. Well, that's not that's not his fault. On the offense, when he got there, they were the 28th ranked offense. Under um, in 2014, they got up to 13, and in 2015, they got up to the sixth highest scoring offense. So there, there's success there as a coordinator. Now, as a head coach, he was 11 and five. And then obviously they sucked the next year. So I'm not, it, it, like Al said, if he was coming in as like a prominent, like head coach, like potential GM thing. No, because I don't think, like you said, McDaniels, shitty head coach, pretty damn good offensive coordinator. Uh, McAdoo was the one who in 2021, he was hired to be a consultant by the Cowboys uh, before that 2020 um, he was the quarterbacks coach in uh, Jacksonville for one year, and then he was. Do you know the who the Panthers. quarterbacks were in Jacksonville that year? And then, he, do you? I don't. Yes. that's why I'm asked. Who? Uh the third string guy. He had once that game. He was the man. But starting, Nick Foles, baby, fold it, Foles, and then that. Listen, one. that's fine. And then that's Gardner Minshew might have been. Gardner Minshew, I think, was him. there too. Yeah, that's why yeah. I thought. And then Lipman there. Well, something with an L uh, was the third string guy. He had a big game too, but yeah. You know. See, so he, listen, in, in that you're just a quarterback's coach. So there's only a certain amount of, you know, responsibility you have. But he was also the offensive with the Panthers. Yeah. 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 Well, the they Panthers do have a shitty team. They, they had the number they, one overall pick. That's what they did. They were yeah. awful. No, for sure. Yeah. They, they were not good. They're not a good team. I think we all can, can agree with that. Um, You know, obviously that's a, that's a a stain on McAdoo's career, I guess, if you want to say that. Yeah, um, but I don't think stains. anybody. I don't, see I don't any think anybody spots. being the offensive coordinator in Carolina would have succeeded. Well, he had success. Um, he had success as an OC in um, in New York. So New York, tough place to coach. Um, you know, fans are kind of assholes up there. So I don't know. I th- this one is not like Alex Van Pelt. Where and, and and as far as I know, as we sit Definitely here today, cool name. as we sit here today, um, in Sunday afternoon, McAdoo is not on the Patriots coaching staff. It was just kind of they're looking to bring him on. Um, but yeah, I'm not as elate or like as excited as I am about Van Pelt um coming on here as I as I am not for McAdoo. But listen, if he comes in, if he can if he can help a little bit, great. Um, I don't think that his if he does suck, I don't think he's even going to have enough influence for that to really impact the offense, you know? Cause I think if, if things start to not work, like he's going to kind of get phased out. So I think it's just one it, of those things. It, it doesn't matter. Just the fact that he's a part of the organization. It's like when you put one little drop of uh, eye drops into a glass of water, doesn't matter if you put one little drop in there and drink that water, you're going to be shitting your brains out all night. I know. I saw wedding crashers. I know what they did. Yeah, I it saw works. It. 
Uh, or like, you know, if you put one Mentos in a soda, it's going to blow up. Yep, I don't know. Exactly. I, this is, you know what you, you have to fill out the coaching staff. So I think McAdoo go in there. Listen, if it, if he goes there, if he comes here, great. Um, you know, just kind of fall in line give ideas when you can, whatever. I just, I don't think he's going to have a grip on the reins enough for, for him to really like negatively. Bring him in. The team. So bring in somebody that can contribute something. But but we'll see though we'll see. Um, and before we get to our Belichick moments, uh, do you guys see Kendrick Bourne? His quote said, um, today it came out that he wanted to. Um, his number one goal is to come back to the Patriots. He reiterated it My again. Man. He said that you know they're building that. That I'm I'm paraphrasing, but the Patriots are building something down there really good, and he wants to be a part of it. Um, I so it. I love that. Would not hate that at all. Have yeah, Kendrick Bourne here. Um, he really won me over last year. He drove me crazy, but in the end, yep. like, oh, me too. I have Dude, very we fond were, memories. We were right that we were on the same page. But if you have him, uh, you have Kendrick Bourne, Pop Douglas, um, probably whatever. Name your free agent wide receiver: T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, whatever it happens to be. And then you draft a guy. It's a solid room. It's a yeah, solid room. Um, I, you know, you it's pair a great him. Yeah, no, you pair that guy with um, I don't know, either uh one of the rookie tight ends or a veteran tight end, um, and you know, Jaden Daniels or Drake May, I I think the offense is gonna surprise people this year. Um, so yeah, I'd be happy if Kendrick Bourne came here. Uh he's a fan favorite too. You know, he gets the people going, he's a locker room guy, so that'd be provocative. Yeah, that'd be good. Gets the people going. Um yeah. I hate can we just I hate that part of that song. The um the song that that that, that clips in with uh, Jay Z and Kanye West. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like when. Songs What's the name of the song? Add sh- it's um, you know they're in Paris. The people are in the people the are people. in Paris. Okay. I do yeah. not like that. It's like I, I'm I'm in the middle. I'm at the gym working out. Blah, blah blah, and all of a sudden I got fucking Napoleon Dynamite and Will Ferrell talking in my ear. I'm like, that's not why I come here. That's not why I put this song on. <laughs> okay. Like. I, hey, you also, give you give John Heater his respect. John, yeah, he's you, a man. Dude, you yeah, give I, him his respect. I couldn't even get through Napoleon oh, Dynamite. I still have yet to watch that whole movie. Um, I can run a thing, football over those mountains. Yeah, and I know. Then you throw the whatever, all that shit. Uh, so I would. This is just a quick little thing before we get to the Belichick moments, or unless you guys want to touch on anything else afterwards. Was at the gym this morning. I looked up at the TV. They had rugby playing. Right. You want to know what the gym shouldn't do? have rugby playing on the TV because every other guy that looks at that TV is going to feel inferior. You cannot yeah. watch rugby and be like, Oh yeah, I'm sweating over here, lifting my fucking little weights in comparison. These guys quads are the size of my fucking yeah. torso. Like a bunch of shredded <laughs> six foot I six. Like I left the gym. Dudes. I left. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and watch you <laughs> playing like extreme contact football with no pads. And meanwhile, I'm over there fucking doing my, Five, six, seven. <laughs> oh, my knee. I'm 32. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying. Good. These yeah, guys are, are fucking awful. diving into piles. Yeah, none of that. None of that. Um, all right. Do you guys have anything else you want to bring up before we get into the Belichick moments and then we get out so Al can die in peace? Um, I have one thing real quick. So there was yes. a report the other day from Albert Breer that said that if Elliot Wolf is making the decisions, they might, and I'm paraphrasing this, but take a long, hard look at potentially taking a left tackle at three overall. So that pick would probably be Joe Alt from Notre Dame. My question to you guys is, at this point, if they were considering the left tackle, would you make a trade 
trade down and maybe get another draft pick for the next year. I know my answer. I don't want that. I think you can get some some decent talent in free agency, or you can get a tackle in like the second or third round. But I think you, I think it needs to be quarterback, especially if you're bringing in all these guys that have experience with quarterbacks in the past. So I don't love that, but I just wanted to get your guys' quick thoughts on that. I would probably trade down to like, yeah, we, we really badly need an offensive line, but it's just so not sexy. Like, uh, if if you're gonna take a tackle that high, yeah, give us something to be hopeful about and get another first round pick or like a very early second, get something good, uh, or trade it for a very serviceable player, something of the sorts. I know we need it, but I I want somebody I can be excited about, and it's really yeah, it's really not- hard to get psyched up about a lineman. No, and and like you said, it, it's one of it's arguably not even arguably I think. After quarterback, it's the most important position that the Patriots yeah. got to fill. But like, ah, listen, if they, if that's the route they go, then like, yeah, trade down, get an extra pick or two, and then do what you got to do. I don't want them to. I and I know this is like the thing now with Patriots fans talking, where it's like, why, why should, why do we have to take a quarterback in the first round? Why can't we do this, this, and this? And it's like, you know, then we. We sign a we sign a veteran or a free agent, and then you know, but basically all you're doing is kicking the can down the road. You're gonna have yeah. to take a quarterback, and I don't think that you will be in a better position to take a talented quarterback than you are right now. I know the right. people are posting stats of like all the different first round quarterback uh, busts that have been there. You can get a great quarterback in the later rounds. Blah blah blah. I I understand. But like, if you if you see talent and you see the guy is there, like just take him and start now. Like, why why kick the can down the road and waste players that you're gonna get? Or like, you know, because because you got to think like, say they say they do get you know like a like a veteran or a free agent or something like that um, for a few years. You're I know that teams are built different ways. You can build teams different, ways, but eventually you're gonna have to get a young quarterback and have him for a while, or else you're gonna bounce from veteran quarterbacks every couple of years. And that's not a way to have sustained success. I don't think so. Like even, even the Eagles, like they had Nick Foles for a couple of years and then gone like the, the, the very successful teams right now, you have the chiefs, Lamar Jackson, uh, or no, the, the chiefs, the Ravens, uh, the Niners have Brock Purdy, but that's different. They built their team the other way. Brock Purdy isn't going to be around all the time. They're doing the thing where they have Brock Purdy for a couple of years and they're going to move on. Like I just, I don't want that. So I don't want them to draft a, a tackle with the third pick or trade back to the fifth or sixth or whatever and take one. But if they do, boys, you can still get your quarterback in the second round. Michael yeah. Penix Jr. Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. I will roll with that. If you get Joe Alt, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth pick, whatever. Uh, what, what pick does Atlanta have? The eighth people are saying. They're gonna trade. Yeah, trade with them. Um, you get Joe Alt. Left tackle, short up. The rest of the line, pretty much short up as long as you sign Michael Wendu to take over for right tackle. Then you draft Michael Penix in the second round. Cool, we're back on. I'm ready to go. I just don't want the the fucking another placeholder year. I don't want that. I don't want a sign. And this is not a slight, Liam. I don't want the slight, the sign Cam Newton for a couple years, like time. I don't want that. Oh. I want the next guy you're going to build around. And actually yeah. build it right? because you can't. What if you do get 
Brent Baker Mayfield. Fine quarterback. What if you sign him for a couple of years? You build around him. East. And then a couple of years from now, you end up drafting a quarterback that's different than him. You got to retool, rebuild the whole team, the whole offense again. Like, no, just you, you have the third pick. Yeah, it's just do Take it now. Drake May or Jaden Daniels. And yeah. right now. don't overthink. Right now. You need to take one of them right yes. now. Do not overthink it now. And I'll ask again, Liam, you're here this time. You weren't you you were not here when I asked before when it was me and Al. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, that's the that that is that's like that is like the sand in the machine in a good way. If he's there, you have to take him, right? Yeah. Like yeah. and then, then you just kind of figure Over it a out. Quarterback. Yeah. And then right? we'll wing it with a quarterback. Yeah. That'd be crazy if he he's the surefire prospect. Yeah. Yeah, so I, but I, I'm, I'm assuming someone is going to take him. Uh, the Bears will most likely take him, but then they might not. I don't know. I don't. But the draft talk is crazy. We talk about it every yeah, week, it but there's no, there's no it getting is, around it. it. So but, but no, I don't. Don't take a left tackle. I know you need it, but like you said, sign one in free agency, draft one in the later rounds. There's plenty out there for you to get who are going to be serviceable to plug in there. Just do that. So. Um, yeah. All right. You guys have anything else before we toss out some Belichick moments? Do we read what Belichick said in the Boston Globe today to kind of kick it off? That's it. Do you yes. have it pulled up? Because I was, I, I was got it right it. here. Okay, read it. Okay, read it. I was going to say because well, because you can't read, right? You're, can you read that can right there? Cannot read. Nope. I just <laughs> I know colors and I know what I, I know what I'm getting based. What on happens when colors. you don't go to college, kids? Good. Good. Yep, this. Okay. You don't want this. All right. You don't want this from Bill Belichick. In the Boston Globe, to Patriots fans everywhere, nowhere in America are pro sports fans as passionate as in New England. And for 24 years, I was blessed to feel your passion and power. The Patriots are the only NFL team representing six states. But in reality, Patriots Nation knows no borders. You are undaunted by weather, attended scorching hot training camp practices, and braved Foxborough's coldest, wettest, snowiest, and windiest days. Your thoughtful letters offered support, critique, and creative play suggestions. You watched on TV, the internet, and from your stadium seats. You traveled from coast to coast and internationally. Numerous times, you overtook opposing stadiums and were the last fans standing. We loved it. You gave your precious time, resources, and energy to our team. We appreciated it. Six times, you packed Boston by the millions for parades that were truly a two-way expression of gratitude and love. The images from those days are burned in my memory. You may have even enjoyed my fashion sense and press conferences, or maybe you just tolerated them. I loved coaching here, and together we experienced some amazing moments. Thank you all with respect and admiration. Bill Belichick. Dude, I don't know whether to I don't know whether to cry or or get get a little half seat down there. I that that was that's beautiful. See that I love that man. When I saw that this morning, I was just like that. That is for everybody that says you know Belichick cold hearted, blah blah blah. No, he and you could see it in his final press conference. He loved coaching here. He at the or at the very least, he loved the fans. He loved the teams that he coached. Um, I know people said that, oh, he didn't mention craft or any specific players or whatever. You're goddamn right. He did because he doesn't have a great feeling probably with the organization, the management, but I don't even care. I don't want to bring any negativity into that. That was beautiful. Yep. It was greatest head coach yeah. ever. Extremely yeah. well-worded. Yeah, no, and that it, it's, it's crazy just for him to finally, 
give back, you know, like in emotional wise, you know, to be like, listen, like I know like you guys came out, did all this stuff. Like I know I'm the stern, whatever stoic guy, but we appreciate it. I loved it. That was, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I, I love that. That's going to be, that's going to be awesome to see when he eventually, you know, makes his return here and see how he handles it then too. So um, I think that's going to go a long way to him getting a positive reaction, which I think he'd get anyway. So yeah. Yeah, man. Damn. Damn. <sighs> Bill Belichick. Shit. Um, all right. So who, who wants, who wants to start it off guys? Who wants to just kind of, I, I figure we'll just kind of go around. No real like rhyme or reason, just kind of, we'll toss them out there. And, and actually, you know what, since, you know, I'll, I'll throw my first one out there. Um, Belichick moments. Um, this one after, I don't even remember which Super Bowl it was, but it's the, the no days off shit that he did. That was awesome. I loved that when they were at, at the, um, at the, uh, at the parade when, when they're all at, uh, where were they? Uh, do you remember how they weren't, it wasn't Faneuil hall. I forget where they were in the parade, but he had the trophy and he was chanting no days off, no days yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Loved that. Um, I don't, I don't remember, you know, many times where Belichick kind of peeled the layers back and looked a little, you know, like kind of made fun of himself and his work ethic like that, but that was awesome. Uh, I love that part. Uh, what else, what else you guys got? I know we got a bunch, so, um, you want to go, Liam? Uh, you got it. All right. So one of my favorite Belichick things ever was before the 2005 Super Bowl against the Eagles when he basically maps out Philly's parade that they're going to have when they win the Super Bowl yeah. as the ultimate motivation to get that Patriots team ready. Sure, it was a close game. Sure, they only won by three points. But, man, that that gets you ready to run through a wall every single time. And it started the first dynasty of the 21st century in yeah. the NFL, which was awesome. His see. wording for that too was awesome. He's like, well, they, they've already planned the parade. We might as well not even show up to the game. You right? guys are like, interested. Oh, they, exactly. That was awesome. Yeah, if you guys are interested. Yeah. So funny. That's how you motivate. That's like if how you guys, you he's like, if you guys want to go to the Eagles championship parade, it's this day. And yep. I'm like, Oh God damn. Yep. The funny yeah, part I, about that is it's not like, I feel like most teams do map out where they'd go anyway, but it's just like using it as that like motivating thing yeah. like hey if you guys are interested um you know this is going to be the parade route so you know just kind of keep that in mind yeah. like just maybe like, you like, can like catch you, it by the city that. hall ah, yeah beautiful. beautiful it's uh it's incredible i i kind of have uh when i like a lot of the players on my i love this person list I like them for the reason that they talk shit. Like a lot of the players that I truly love in football are the ones that talk shit. T.O., Ocho Cinco, guys like that that just talk a lot of bull jive. Cam Newton's up there as well. I like the people who are confident, cocky, and aren't afraid to actually be candid in a sport where everyone seems like they're trying to run for office when they talk about their sport. Everything's super political. and You know, we did well as a team, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes Bill Belichick would just bust out the most incredible shit talk there's ever been. Mm -hmm. And I'll, yep. uh, I'll piggyback off Al's point after that Super Bowl, uh, the Eagles game. This one hits near and dear to my heart. Belichick was talking about a player on the Eagles who I fucking hate. And everyone on the Eagles fucking hated. He was the worst player I've ever seen. So afterwards... 
Freddie Mitchell, the wide receiver for the Eagles, decided to talk a ton of shit about the Patriots, about how the Eagles should have won that game and the Patriots aren't that good and all that stuff. So Belichick, in a press conference, says all he does is talk. He's terrible. And you can print that. I was happy when he was in the game. That is the most savage fucking shit Dude. I've ever heard in my life. Never For another head coach to say that about another player who just spouts off. He's talking a ton of bullshit. I remember Freddie Mitchell had this incredible catch on a wild McNabb highlight reel, and he wore oven mitts to the post-game press conference because he thought he was the man. He had like nine drops that season, but because he made this incredible catch, he shows up with oven mitts like he's the man. He was a terrible player. And for Bill Belichick to just go, we were psyched when he was in the game. He's awful. He didn't do anything in the Super Bowl. He was just completely mediocre as a player from start to finish. I thought it was incredible. And that I also would like to bring in the Derek Mason quote that we all know, the the video where he's like, oh, fuck you, Mason. I have no idea what Derek Mason said beforehand. You, I tried really? watching the clip. Oh. Yeah. I tried watching the clip a bunch of times to figure out what it was that Derek Mason said to him. I couldn't really make it out, but it doesn't matter because Bill's answer was, look at the fucking scoreboard. Fuck you, Mason. And yeah. It was just incredible for yeah. our coach to be on the sideline talking shit to other players like that. It's incredible. I love him. And and against Ocho Cinco before one of the games, also a soundbite that we probably all heard where he goes up to Ocho Cinco, shakes his hand, tell him he's an incredible player. He goes, yeah, we're doubling you today. And Ocho Cinco's like, no, coach, really? On, he's coach. Like, yep. Yeah, he's like, come on, why are you going to do that? And he goes, we already have it all game planned up. One double 85, meaning cover one will double 85. He goes, all game long. And Ocho Cinco's like, really, coach? Like, you got to do me like that? Because he knows when when Bill's doubling you, you're out of the game. Ocho Cinco's like, really? You don't... Come on. This is the guy with the mm -hmm. ultimate confidence in the world. He's like, please, coach, don't double me. Like, I, I want a good game. Yeah, no, but he knows. Yeah. Oh, dude, the sassy Belichick is 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 one of my favorite. That that, that makes me think of uh the the other one or another one I have on my thing where it was 2019. Um, it was when was it? I got it. It was just under 10 minutes in the fourth quarter against the Jets. Patriots are winning 33 nothing. So it is what it is. Um, the Patriots sure? are. Is this um, the seeing ghost game? This is the. No, this is I, where. Um, I'll, 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 I'll tell you exactly what it is. So the it's fourth and two from uh, the from the Jets uh, 33. The Patriots took an intentional delay a game to kind of get space, get, um, get some more. Um, I guess some space more room to kick punter. it. Yeah. And then instead of instead of accepting the penalty, the Jets declined it. So what did Belichick do? The very next play, he forces again uh, like a a a purposeful um, false start, just to kind <laughs> of like fuck with the Jets again. Like, listen, dude, I'm just trying to get more room, and you want to play this fucking game with me? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. call a timeout again, and that you know, it's just it's one of those things. It's just like the sassy like sassy Belichick up five scores, like still, yep. still playing the game though. Like, like you could put this off all you want. I'm going to draw a penalty. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't care how many times in the thing. It, it was, it was like a loophole in the, in, in, uh, in the rules, you know, it's just like, just, you can't like Belichick for as like hard on the exterior as he is, you know, he thinks of shit where he's like, Oh yeah, I'm a fuck with them now. Okay. You don't want, you don't want to just accept the penalty and let me kick it. All right, how about this? And as he, I think it was Brandon Bolden, I think who, uh, who, who did the the purposeful false start or whatever. And he's smiling too the whole time because he knows. Yeah, 
Because you know that Belichick, like he probably told me, he's like, hey, just fucking hit him. Just do it. Get the flag. So, yep. yeah, that's awesome. I love I love sassy Belichick. Yeah. And the, the way he breaks and mends the rules, like we saw it just in this last season. In his last season as a Patriots coach, when he finds the loophole in the rules and sends a dude in motion to block a kick. When he has oh. Tom Brady punt the ball in the playoff game against the Broncos when they were smoking Tim Tebow. He has Tom Brady punt it on third and 10 mm-hmm. because they're killing them. Yep. Like all that stuff is just crude and it pisses everyone off on the other team. He doesn't really give a shit. No, he loves it. He loves it. Al, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, let's see another moment. <clears throat> I got, I got one from the early two thousands that I hope nobody steals. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to say it now because I don't want Liam to especially to steal it. Cause I feel like he would be the one to do it. Um, 2003 in Denver, the intentional safety. You guys yep. remember that Lonnie Paxton intentional safety? That. Yeah. So they, they do the intentional safety. They go down 26, 23 in Denver, and then they get the ball back. They drive down the field. Correct me if I'm wrong, Liam. Did Brady throw it to Rache Caldwell? Was it was that the was that who caught the the winning touchdown pass in that game? Or was that too early for Rache Caldwell? No, no it, would, it could time, have been right? called well, but I don't know if he was the one that caught that pass. For some reason, I thought – no, I'm thinking of the Chargers game where Caldwell got one down the sideline and they won the game. When was it, it might have been. Remind me again. What year? 2003. 2003. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that just showed that Belichick was ahead of his time right there. Yeah. I mean, to have the to have the guts to make that call and trust that the defense was going to get a stop, which they did – and then for Brady to go down and and do what he does best, slicing up the defense and doing whatever whatever necessary. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was like just said, amazing it's complete trust in your team. I trust my defense. I trust my offense. My team is perfect, and I will coach them in a way that empowers them, shows them I have trust. He's like, I'm not worried about. It. I know the defense is going to get stopped. I know Tom Brady's going to drive for me. It's all it's a lot of stuff that everyone wants to play it safe. And if it doesn't work, you look like a fucking idiot. Like we just saw with Dan Campbell in the last game. Everyone's shitting on him for going for it on fourth down those two times. If he gets one of those, no one can say anything because the Lions probably win the game. But he looks David like an idiot because he didn't get it. David Gibbons. Oh, it was David yeah, Gibbons? I think, okay. Yeah, I didn't different, think it different was Different 87. Different 87. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. But, um, yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like if you – if. This falls apart, you look like an idiot. And it rarely ever, if ever, fell apart for Bill Belichick. Like, I can never think of one of those coaching decisions that really went the wrong way for him. Right. Um, I got I got another one that's kind of like a – since since you brought up the, um, the Belichick kind of like ahead of his time thinking there. Uh, 2013, uh, Week 12 game against the Broncos. It was the overtime game. You know, the infamous will take the wind game where yeah. Belichick decides to kick the ball in overtime to Peyton Manning, which I know it's old. People might not remember Peyton Manning was just as much Tom Brady as Tom Brady was Tom Brady. Like they, yeah. the, you have two heavyweight. You do not Here's kick the, the ball to Peyton Manning. So he kicked it off to him. Uh, they asked him after the game. Uh, he said the wind, it was a strong wind. We just had to keep them out of the end zone. Obviously. I just feel like the wind would be an advantage. Uh, if we could keep them out of the end zone on that first drive, we were able to do that. So just to explain to you how crazy that is, Manning gets the ball and goes down, scores, touchdown, game's over. You lose the game. Yeah. You kick it over because you have faith 
in not only your defense, but in your just analytical, statistical, fucking stupid, crazy, smart brain where it's like, you know what? I don't think that they're going to be able to be able to, to, to get the ball in there. Um, the ultimate gamble. It's like, I don't think they can do it this time. But hey, he did it. He worked. The Patriots won 34-31. Uh, they stopped the the Broncos from getting into the end zone. That's just one of those things where it's like, God, when people look back at like the genius of coaches, like again, it's a risk. Of course it is. It's a huge risk. Yeah. But you don't you don't get to that GOAT status without taking these types of risks. There's another thing on there, which I'm sure it's on all of our lists, but it's on my list too. We'll get to it at some point where like it was another risk where you don't do something or you do a certain something or you keep certain players in the game and it pays off. And this was just another one of those Belichick, like just he's playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. I know that's yeah. such a cliche saying. It is. Yeah. But it, is it, it comes to fruition with Bill Belichick. So yeah, love yeah. that one. Love. That I have one. a moment from that same game, but it's uh, in the post game. Belichick's up there. Answering questions in the post-game press conference. And Mike Reese asked him a question. And this is just a testament to the snarky, unintentional hilarity of Bill Belichick. So Mike Reese asks, Bill, this is the 15th time you've uh, faced Peyton Manning. What is the consistent thing about playing against him? And Bill replies with, I'd say Peyton Manning, followed by a head shake. He's, that's the consistent <laughs> thing. It's like, uh, yeah, I guess, dude. That's clearly not what he was looking for, but it's incredible. Like, I'm not going to give you anything, dude. He he just like he. I swear, to, if he was if he was a battle rapper, he'd be the best battle rapper ever. Just 100%. the way he thinks about like insulting people or like yeah. just creative ways that's to a say fuck thing. you. Uh, yeah, it's I, just I played it's Peyton awesome. Manning 15 times. Yeah, it's, it's the fact that Peyton Manning's always out there. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's the stat, you dipshit. But it's yeah. it, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, yeah, yeah. I I love that one. I love that one. I, I remember after the 28-3 Super Bowl when they're on the field. It's right after James White scores the touchdown to win it, and he he's going to celebrate with Edelman. And he's like, yeah. Then Edelman's like, they got to review it. And then Belichick just so quickly is like, they reviewed it. And, Bel- and then Edelman's like, they did. And then Belichick's like, yeah. And then they're like, ah. Dude, and then I, they break out celebrating. I am going to ask whoever is watching, whoever is listening or watching this right now, pause, go just pull that up. Belichick after the Falcon Super Bowl. It is, I probably once so a month, funny. I watch it. Every once in a while, we'll be sitting here. My wife will even be sitting there and she'll just chuckle and go, <laughs> I was just thinking, remember when Belichick ran over to Edelman? Because the <laughs> whole thing, like the, like they scored Edelman p- professional, learned it from Belichick. Just saying that, wait, get off the fucking field, get off the field. All of a sudden, you see in the background, Belichick, hey, <laughs> over. Like, like, like the drunk guy at the party that just came back yeah. from doing like three shots. Going, and Belichick's why he's like, oh no, they got it, we won. And then, like you said, then they start cheering. It is one of my favorite, like understated but it, it was on my list where people just like you, unless you're like that deep of being a Patriots fan, you don't even know that like exists. No. You, you'll watch it and it won't even click with you, but you unless see you're a Patriots fan, no one's watching, the, Dude, watching it's... the celebration of any of those two rules. It's fucking great. He comes in. Ah, like just, <laughs> I've never, I I've heard that. I've heard that yell before. And that's when you're just excited to see your friend. Like and you've been drinking, you're just like, oh yeah. shit, that was Belichick, dude. That is, I am so happy that you brought that one up. 
I, I got such you. a nice feel good moment. He had so Rip. many great ones where he was just hugging all the guys. Like, I love you. You're the best coach. Yeah, and those interactions are all fantastic. Yeah. Real, oh, yeah, real quick, awesome. real quick. One off the field that I will never forget was when the Patriots had Randy Moss and they're talking in the office about Halloween. You can tell Randy Moss is so apprehensive about Classic. asking Belichick to come to their like little Halloween party, little DJ. And then Belichick shows up with his girlfriend at the time in a, like a pirate costume and everyone's laughing. Like Randy Moss is yeah. laughing in his SpongeBob costume and all the other guys are like, what the hell is this? I can't believe this. But it's just like, it shows that it, it showed the human side of Belichick once in a yeah. while that we all needed to see it. We all once in a while needed to see Bill like, hey, Bill, like have a good time. Hey, Bill, like crack a little smile, like have some fun, you know? And that was, that one is always one where I just sit back and I have a little chuckle. I'm like, that is, that is great. Yeah, that's one of the all-time, that's like the most common Bill Belichick soundbite, I would say, is, is that one. It, it's iconic. It makes me wonder how many of those moments just weren't caught on film, of those moments where he was bonding with the players, being hilarious, just showing them the human side of him instead of the, the drill sergeant that everyone usually sees. Dude, there's a, there's a clip, and um, it, it got posted when Mayo got uh, named the head coach. I don't... I'm going to butcher it. So I don't remember. I, I'll, I'll pull it up or maybe like, we'll just look it up. If you have the chance, it's when um he uh th they're just like at practice or whatever. And like Mayo must've just signed a contract or something like that. And like, I forget what player, but they look at Belichick and they're like, Oh yeah. He, he just got like two cars. Belichick's like two cars. Yeah. We two two cars for, yeah. Yeah. Two trucks. What do you yeah. need? You need two. So he finally, he's like, Mayo, you buy two, the fuck you need two trucks for Mayo's like, Oh, you know, I'm thinking of buying a third. He's like a third. He's like, oh, well, I can connect. I think he brings up like fucking, it's like a Volvo or something. He's like, he's like, you know, I got a, I got a Volvo connection. I can get you with that. And it's just like that little shit that like people, people don't see, but you have to be an idiot to think that you're going to be a coach for 20, 30 years and not be able to relate to all these players like that. Like that's how you have players fall in line, die for you. Like that's how that happens. You build these stupid fucking connection so all the people that make it seem like belichick has like this cold heart to his players no 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 you see it so many times you hear it from players i mean this is this is what happens like yeah. he is still a coach and he still gets to know his players and it's just it's yep. it's yep. awesome to see anytime you like i can't wait for belichick to come back to new england for like his final big thing Cause I bet we're going to get so many stories that we haven't heard some that we have heard before. Like it's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be awesome. I can't yeah. wait. But um, you, I, you hear it all the time when Teddy Bruschi, uh, whenever he's doing like the commentary, he's always talking it. about how be good Bell Belichick is. He has incredible, obviously Teddy Bruschi was there forever. So he would know yep. as much as anyone would, but he always yeah. just speaks so glowingly of Bill Belichick and everyone Dude, so else on, on the board. Like, yeah, all the people talking like, really? Like oh, Bill Belichick, oh, you don't say. Dude, you like, notice dude. the people who speak about Belichick like that. They're all the same type of people. They're your professional players. The ones who, don't mind putting in the hard Winners. work who like you can just tell you know what i mean and, like you have the losers like um what's his name uh cassius marsh who are out there saying oh they wouldn't let him eat food he had to go practice instead of eating lunch like stupid things like that like you have the players who are like you're just a career loser you're a journeyman no one will remember your name asante but samuel. everybody asante samuel who the biggest like dude just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, my God. 
Imagine um, if you had imagine if you had good hands for five seconds, you wouldn't be saying this. Oh yeah. my god, just catch the ball one time. I still oh god, something. that that's one of the biggest what if things to me too. If he if Asante Samuel catches that pick. Um uh, speaking of championship games, though, another just kind of quick, quick Belichick moment when the Patriots won the AFC championship in 2018. When they're on the stage, they give him the AFC championship trophy. I have never seen a man, a professional athlete coach be more disgusted with a trophy yeah. than Belichick was no with that interest. AFC. He grabbed it and like you he just like just fuck it. I don't this isn't he's, cool. He's like, how many awesome. times am I gonna hold these things? Put it with the else. rest of them, buddy. Yeah, like exactly. It, he's like, who's on the visible. team that wasn't on the team for the last 10 years? You okay, you can hold this game. Let excited. them take it. Like yeah. it, it's just crazy how like it is a it's not even like a Oh, it kind of looks like he like gets a little whatever. He like looks at it like, what? What do you yeah, want me I to do? Want I this. have dozens of these. Yeah. What, what do am you I supposed want to be like? Yeah, do? we did it again. Get the fuck out! But yeah, that yeah. was I love that moment. That's another one of those things where it's like, dude, there's just there's a bigger picture. You guys just don't get it. Like the greats yeah. get it, you don't get it. AFC Championship is cute if that's all you want to do. That's not what we do in New England. So. Love I uh I really like the the fact that he listed Tom Brady as probable for so many years consecutively <laughs> that the NFL had oh to change God. their injury report rules every single game every year. Tom Dude, Brady would be the probable. Things, the little yeah. sassy things. And the other teams like, what's this? wrong with Tom Brady? And he'd never be injured ever. Nope. I think it started after he tore his ACL, and that ACL injury lasted for. 15 years because he was always it every year every it was season. so funny and i was just like oh i, I Dude, remember seeing just it can't oh in the, in the talk shows would awesome. run with it they'd be like oh you know what what's up with tom brady he's on the injury report he's listed as probable and then it's like they, they won't look at last year when he was probable for every game the year before or the year before that they're just like they have to be set up there and talk about some shit and they're like well tom brady's on the injury report then and they I got bet, to the but, point where they're annoyed with it they start to get yeah. angry i bet bill's <laughs> like what a bunch of idiots like why are they talking about <laughs> yep. this dude i'm sure the person who like gets that report looks at it and he's like all right cool yeah we got again bill He's probable yeah, again. Like, he, really? He's still. And Bill's <laughs> really? like, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he, he threw he five probably, touchdowns last week, Bill. Probably will probable. play. Probably yeah. will, but you never know. You never know. Yep, like just pretty, that yeah. shit. Like yeah. you will something could I, happen. I feel like you just won't see that like nuanced like fuckery anymore. Like anything else no. you get is more everyone like, plays by the rules now. Andy Reid's so, you know, politically correct. Like he's gonna go by the book. He's gonna do mm-hmm. everything to not piss the league off. And Bill's like, yeah. this could be fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you won't. Get, yeah, no, you won't. You won't get that. Uh, since you brought up Brady too, I mean, arguably Belichick's best moment drafting Brady. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, y- you keeping he, was it three or four quarterbacks he kept on the they he kept on the roster four. for the first time. Four, no, no teams absurd. do that. Belichick did it. Um, regardless, obviously Belichick didn't think that he had the greatest quarterback of all time. But yeah. it's just to think he's like, oh, this town. guy might be worth keeping, yep. and that takes away a roster spot from somebody else. They're like, oh, this guy might be worth something. Yep. And, and then, then of I, course, you look like a genius. The balls to keep him in after you just signed Drew Bledsoe to at the time the biggest quarterback contract of all yeah. time, ten year contract, like, right? That you you those again, those are the risks where it's like. Sure, that could have blown up in his face, and we wouldn't yeah. be we wouldn't be here if if that blown up in his face. Like, 
but just the fact that he did that, it worked out. I'm sure if people were like, you're keeping you know four quarterbacks on the roster. Okay, like this guy yeah. you got in and the sixth round. What? When he what? actually benched Bledsoe, like kept Bledsoe on the bench when he returned from injury, mm-hmm. is so bold. Like if that happened now, it would be all over the news. And it's it's the biggest swept under the rug moment now because no one remembers it. But Patriots fans were completely divided. A lot of them were like, Let's oh, yeah. So a lot of them are like, oh, this guy might be Your first right. round pick. The number one. Yeah. Pick, like, and I would say probably most of them wanted Bledsoe. Yeah, dude, yeah. Bledsoe came back. People forget Bledsoe played in a playoff game that year. Yeah. Won the, the game. That was the AFC championship game. Yeah. Was the came, game. Came in for Brady when he got hurt like, and threw, yeah. a, threw a touchdown pass, too. Played was, well. Crazy. Yeah. And then still sat him in for the suit. Like that is nuts. Which so he did it twice. You're right. Where it's like he did it for the season. And then everyone's like, ooh, Drew Bledsoe's back. He got them to the Super Bowl. Who are you gonna start in the Super Bowl? And it was never a question to Bill. He's like, It was Brady. And that's the it like no shit that Belichick understands how important Brady was to his legacy and vice versa. Like without without Belichick. Brady doesn't even get the chance to play. That's the single to, most to important coaching decision. Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent there. There will there until I don't even know what could, what could match that. And, and we won't know until years down the line, but yeah, I don't think there's ever been a bigger, a bigger coaching decision than Belichick sticking with Brady, because that doesn't just affect the Patriots that affects other teams that affects the Steelers yeah. that affects the Ravens that affects Phil, Philip rivers that affects so many people who just didn't win Super Bowls, yeah, because Belichick stuck with Brady. You don't think about that, but it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. And that's why I was saying earlier. It seems like all these crazy coaching decisions. Most people, it wouldn't work out for them, or they'd look like an idiot. Like when he, uh, they were short cornerbacks, so he made Troy Brown play corner. No one thinks that's a good idea. Everyone's Not like, that. "What the hell is this?" Troy Brown got two picks. Won the Dude, Super Bowl. They're the like, oh my too god! On, at, yeah. at one point, it's like it's fucking ridiculous. Where it's like Edelman, okay. Edelman was playing in the secondary yeah. at one point. Yeah, yep. it's like everything he tries, he's like, you know, let's just try this, and it always seems to work out. And I bet that's a lot of that's due to preparation. But it's just yeah, the balls to hang your balls out there and say, yeah, we're going to take our starting wide receiver. He's also going to play corner for us, and you're like, dude, what? Dude, you want to oh. talk about balls? Not, not. I, I'm sorry. Hold on. What? Actually, no. You know what? Al, what were you gonna say? Real, real fast. One sentimental moment. It doesn't for have him to be real fast. Was no, but it is. It is real fast. Oh. What after the third Super Bowl, when he had the 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 Gatorade dumped on him, his father, and his father ended up passing oh. away a short time later. That's such a heartwarming moment when he talks about it. That was just yeah. that was a cool moment. Yeah. No. That that moment, and I saw they played it during the. uh the uh, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick thing, that clip popped up again. I mean, anytime you talk about Belichick, that clip's going to pop up. But yeah, that's one of those things where it's like you're looking at the guy who created the greatest coach of all time, who, you know, yeah. hard ass number one before Belichick Greatness was there. You had Mr. Belichick, like right. yeah. Steve Belichick, but not young Steve. Former fullback Steve. for Navy. Yeah, dude, that's God. You think of that family, man. They were fucking you. I don't think, and, and like, we'll, we'll we'll get to the moments in a second. I don't think we'll ever see a coach like Belichick again. Um, and no. listen, I don't care what people want to say. You're talking hyperbole. No, no, no. You never will see a coach like Bill Belichick again with how just how the players, how they 
gain popularity and money, how that's evolved, how just the way that you can handle players has evolved. Obviously, you know, he's not beating the shit out of players, but like no. that, like Nick Saban, Bill Belichick way of coaching. Yeah. You will the, never you're never bigger than the team aspect. That's not right. a thing anymore because now that's yeah. all there are, are superstars. All yeah. you get now. Are he wasn't letting are Tom Brady do all those commercials. And then Tom Brady went to the box and he's on all these commercials. And yeah. He gets his own brand. Which like all fine. those Baker Mayfield state farm commercials yep. would have never flown on a Bill Belichick team. He'd no, be like, dude, stop no. these fucking commercials. But see that builds the, that's what, that's why the Patriots dynasty is one of the most intriguing, arguably the most polarizing, most popular one, because you didn't know anything about it. You yeah. still don't know no. much about it. like, And that's why you were saying you're psyched to see happen. the stories when he retires because we're only going to oh, get oh little bits God. of stories. Dude, if he ever was – I don't think he will because it's just – and I kind of hope he doesn't because I want him to go and like end it being Belichick. But if he ever writes a book, like one of those yeah. tell-all type books where he kind of peels the layers back, that is – that I don't think – there I'll will be that nothing that I'll buy quicker than that. Yeah, like just everything. I mean, could you guys ever imagine him doing like a, a long form interview, like a Joe Rogan podcast, where Belichick sits down for like three hours and just talks about his career? Like, I I can't ever imagine that would happen. The only way I can no. see it happening is if he does it with Nick Saban. If they sit yeah. down and they just there, there's one. I don't know. Pick whoever you want, like an esteemed guy to sit down with them and talk and be like, and just talk to both of them. Be like, hot, like how did this happen? I think like the Belichick documentary that inevitably will come out. I think that will be our like long form something with Belichick. When you have players, play, players that loved him, players that hated him, coaches that loved him, coaches that hated him, everything. When you have all that, I think that is going to be the way, the only way we'll get like a Belichick kind of peel back the layers, tell all thing. Like, oh God, just I fucking miss him, man. It's gonna be, ah, uh, it's gonna be. It's rough. gonna be tough. It's gonna be it tough. is. It is. Uh, but to, to to bring it back, because I'll start getting fucking sad about it. To go back to kind of like ballsy coaching decisions, Seahawks Super Bowl. Yeah. Russell Wilson, the Seahawks get down to what the two yard line, one yard line, whatever. With Marshawn Lynch gets all the way down there. Normal coaches would call a timeout. Let's regroup. Let's get our shit out there. Let's get our best players. Not Bel- And you can see it when they do that game. The Seahawks are expecting the Patriots to call a timeout. Yep. They don't call the timeout. The, the infamous Malcolm Go, you send Malcolm but- Butler out there. The rest is history, obviously. Um, yeah. But just Belichick's that Belichick's just on the sideline, kind of big dick and Pete Carroll just staring dude, him down. Again, like, I'm not it, calling it, this timeout. That's what it is, dude. It's an yeah. intimidation thing. That's the aura. When people say that when you play Belichick, you kind of – start to do all this weird shit yeah. because like you, you, you overthink head. everything. It's like, is he yeah. going to call a timeout? Wait, he's not shit. Do we, yeah. what does he think it? I'm going to do? And how do he I think I'm going to run it? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's he thinks infamous... I'm going to run it. Should, should I pass it? Or he yes. goes, or does that what he wants? He wants me <laughs> but to then think he that. Thinks so I'm going to run it. Yeah. He's like, he knows, I'm run it. he knows that I know that he knows yeah. that I know <laughs> that he knows I'm going to run it. So do I pass it? But like, it just you get in yeah. that person's head, and he does that just with his years of success, and that's the shit. But that not calling a time, and I think everybody watching that game, we were all like, "Why aren't you calling the timeout?" Like, yeah, you might want to save it's it, but the like, why gamble. not? If they run it, it's a touchdown. But they yeah. passed, and he knew it. And for him, like we've all seen the the 
play where they practice it and they talk about how yeah we knew that I was just gonna they say, were gonna yep. run this play yeah. at some point and they literally saw it, it the other day literally yeah. watched it the other day and, Crazy. and for bill to gamble like that and go all right they're down at the one yard line i bet they're gonna run that random play that that we practiced a couple times like when you just think off the top of your head how many red zone plays do you think the seattle seahawks had that year 50 like a good amount, probably yeah. a lot of fucking plays. They and were Belichick's a good team. like, yeah, Belichick's like, I think it'll be that what two wide receiver pick play where they try and get the guy on the inside. And it's just like, he's completely selling out for that because it's a, if it's a run, it's a touchdown. He's like, I bet right. they'll do that stupid play. It's that just we like you, you, th- and then for him to, to coach that in his players and in Butler's head and Cam Chancellor, people forget Cam yeah. Chancellor, big part of that. Oh no, no, not Cam. Uh, Brandon, no, uh, Brown, Brandon Brown, big part of that. Yeah. Cam's the receiver at the line. Malcolm Butler knows I'm not going to try to go under. I'm going to jump it here. Pick obviously history, but like, it's that type of shit, dude. Where it's like, this, is why, this is why when people say <laughs> like, why do you, why do you have this somewhat blind faith in Belichick? It's like, these are the reasons why. He's given you he's given you tangible reasons and examples yeah. to have this type of faith in him. Yeah, like like come on, you you just you you can't get better can't get better than Belichick when it comes to just on in game management. Like you yeah. just can't. Yeah, I mean he's a genius. Like overall, like there's truly probably never going to be somebody who knows the game like Belichick. Where no. it seems like. In the in coaching now, you could probably get away with studying just the last 30 years where mm-hmm. the past has evolved, and that's probably all you need. But Belichick will go back to like the times when they would only run the ball and there wasn't a forward pass, and he'd pull up all these weird film of like old navy games that his dad played in. He knew say college games he'll go to. He yep. knew everything, all the yep. weird trick plays, every instant that everyone's ever run any play at any time. There was that interviewer there asking them they're like bill why do you carry a long snapper couldn't you just train a, a center or a offensive lineman to snap the ball and then you could use that roster spot for something else and he goes on a 10 to 15 minute rant about the history yep. of long snap long snappers and uh i forget the guy's name that he talked about but he talked about the history of this one player with this weird last name and uh it's just fantastic and like the the dude asking the question was like, whoa, whoa, like he's still talking. He's still talking. Damn, this yeah. guy's going. Yeah, dude, that's the thing. When you when you ask him about like actual football stuff, he'll talk. And, and you know what? Since since we're talking about um, you know, like thinking about plays that have that have happened before and all that stuff, how about against the Ravens? Uh, when you know Harbaugh decided to show how much of a little bitch ass he is. When <laughs> and, and and they saw, and again, I'll bring it up again because I, I just watched it, you know, in the in the last month. But that Nick Saban, Bill Belichick thing, where Belichick's like, yeah, you know, I saw you run that in that eligible receiver, eligible lineman receiver play uh, a couple of years ago, maybe earlier in the year, whenever it was. So he pulled it out against the Ravens, where he had one of the one of the um, uh, linemen say that they were eligible, but then he had one of them spread out wide. That that dude who spread out wide wasn't even eligible but they yeah. still had someone over there covering them. And it's just like, you, you put so much stress on the defense. And then Harbaugh, obviously after the game, oh, you know, that's a little against the rule, blah, blah, blah. And I think that was when Brady said, you know, maybe you should study the rule book or something like that. So I love that shit too. When you have Brady and Belichick like together on like the fuck you, but like, it's just those, those types of plays where it's like, you don't, who else is going to look back to, to college to try to, 
put plays in. Coaches are too busy now, you know, looking at, you know, just recent things in the NFL. Like they don't have the mental capacity to look back years ago or even earlier in the year or with college or whatever. But it's just you, when you have someone like Belichick, there's just no coach out there anymore. Like Andy Reid's been around for a while, but he's got his, you know, trickery and everything. He's, he does, he's a, he's a creative guy, but like, that's the closest you get to Belichick. Yeah, and that's probably as close as just about anyone will get, I would say. Oh, yeah. Sean McVay oh, yeah. is innovative. He's fantastic. He's had success year in and year out. Shanahan over in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Everyone's copying his offense, but he does it the best. They're geniuses. But Belichick is all facets of the game and yep. beyond. Yep. Yeah, it's just completely different. It's more of a – it's in all – like a, it's another cliche where he's probably forgotten more football than you know. It's true. The dude was around football when he was in fucking, when he was a teenager with his dad at Navy, like all that. So like he has seen so much football and that's why I get pissed when people say like, oh, you know, you got to move on from Belichick because you need new blood. You're not just getting rid of a coach. You're getting rid of all the knowledge in that stadium. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. Uh, What else do you guys have for the Belichick moments? I got, this one's hilarious. Uh, so in 2003, uh, one of the media members tried to accuse Belichick of intentionally misleading uh, a uh, Roosevelt Coleman injury, and uh, Belichick responded with, I'm not a doctor. And he basically explained that, um, laid the groundwork for coaches n- never having to be held accountable to the injury reports. Mm-hmm. He's like, injury reports are a coach guessing an injury on another player and since i'm not a doctor i don't know what goes into these injuries i just hear or see that they're sluggish and not playing their best and i who has no medical background guesses and put them on the injury report based on my own opinion so i can't be held accountable for any of this and then they eventually changed the rules down the line but it was just incredible where he's like i don't know why you're making me do this but if you're going to make me do this, I'm going to fuck with you guys. And I'm yeah. just going to try and use this to my advantage. If I, who's not a doctor, have to diagnose injuries, I'm going to do a bad job at it. Dude, he used that quote his entire career. Listen, listen, guys, I'm not a doctor. All right. Yep. He's on the injury report. Yeah. Like, it is It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, Another one I got a quick. Uh, actually, no, Al, go. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah, Fuck you. That classic. was my next one. I had it right there. We're on to my Cincinnati. That's the ultimate Cincinnati. one. Dude, what, what do you What do you think about we're on to Cincinnati? Yeah, we're Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yep. Yep. And uh, what what happened? What happened that year? The Patriots. Uh, they Super Bowl. Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Again, it's just you can't. You just can't. It. Oh, God. It, and as such a historian, a class act of the game. The Patriots get Doug Flutie for his last year, and he lets Doug Flutie do a dropkick field goal, yep. which is the first time that's been attempted since the 40s, I believe is what they said. And Belichick just loves the history. He's like, this could be fun. Fuck the Dolphins. Let's have Doug Flutie kick that's the dropkick. That's the stuff. You won't get that now. I'm sure Never. coaches don't even know when the last time a dropkick was, was attempted yeah. before that. Belichick, he probably didn't even have to think about it. He just yeah. knew. It was like, Probably oh, oh yeah, uh, 42. It was, like, it was, it was, a, it was a, whatever. Navy and Army. Summer 7th. Yep. Yep. He probably yeah. knew exactly who it was. Um, I, Another thing, Belichick, uh, real quick, because we're wrapping it up here. Just too many times to name, but just when he would throw the challenge flag. Yeah. Just there. All the time. Like like recently, the one most recently when the ref is right next to him and he picks it up, looks at him, 
waits till the ref looks up at him and fucking throws it down. Like, <laughs> it just, oh, he looks so pissed. Dude, it just, so much disdain. And just seeing him try to fucking ruffle it out of his goddamn sock. And he's just annoyed about that anyway. And so yeah. he's just pissed throwing it like pointing to the flag just oh god i'm gonna when, it's gonna it's gonna when he told adam Thielen, he's like fuck you to adam Thielen. that's what, I, I was trying to think who it was yeah when you yeah. was yeah, like yelling at him like fuck you yeah. fuck you and Thielen's yeah. yelling at him he's like listen bitch oh adam Thielen god. said something about how uh he's like your guys are holding me or something like that yeah Belichick's mm-hmm. like fuck you <laughs> do something about it that's another one with the <laughs> with the holding too uh you hear edelman i'm sure we've all seen the clip where Belichick pays attention to detail so much where he was like, listen, if you're playing a team that has a white Jersey, wear white gloves. And I think like Edelman got, got called for like a, a offensive pass interference or something. And he came to the sideline and I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, yeah, Belichick looks at me. He goes, Oh yeah. Those fucking red gloves you're wearing, huh? Like yeah. just one of those things <laughs> where it's like any sort of advantage you can get like that. Do it. Whether you're towing the line, maybe your toes a little bit over the line, but just like that's, that's what made Belichick who he was. And he's hands down greatest coach of all time. I will hear no other argument. Greatest coach of all time. Ever. Is, yeah. yeah. Just like, just like people Ever. try to so same thing with Brady. Greatest quarterback of all time. People try to put other people. Nope. Nope. Until someone gets four Super Bowls currently, then I'll, I'll listen to that conversation. But as of right yeah. now, Brady's the dope, but Belichick it. is. And even then I'm like, yeah, he got seven. Yeah. Yeah. Still won't like. Still won't like it. But uh, do you guys have any other last ones before we get out of here that you want to toss in? Yeah, just just one that I feel it'd be remiss not to mention. Uh, in that preseason game when Edelman had the punt return for a touchdown, Edelman's rookie year, and uh, he looks over at Welker and he's like, do you ever hear a Wally Pip? Welker's like, no, no. He's like, who's that? He was like, uh, what was it? He, you guys are the baseball guys. He was uh, the first baseman first before, before, before yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, cool. And like, Welker didn't really know what to make of what Belichick's oh. saying. He goes, no one remembers Wally Pitt. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Welker driving home that night was like, wait a fucking minute. Yeah. He well, just Welker fired was like, me, he essentially. Because he's <laughs> talking about talking about uh, part returns. And Welker's like, oh, he can have it. And yep. Belichick's like, way to compete. Yep. Oh, God. It's just like th- th- those moments, man. Belichick. It's just... Uh, it's gonna it's gonna suck. Al, you got any more? No, I think I'm all good. Yeah. Thanks for I, everything, this, Bill. This was good closure. We needed this. This yeah, was the closure. Yeah. We now needed. I'm just sad, man. It's uh, you know he doesn't have a job now. Uh, you guys have any quick uh, you know one sentence takes about him not having a job right now in the NFL? I think it's absolutely ludicrous that fucking no team wants to hire the greatest head coach ever. I get it. He's got a shelf life of maybe three years, mm. but besides Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, and uh, Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan. I always fucking yeah. mix them up. Um, no one is a coach for longer than three years. They're always getting fired. Everyone's getting moved around all the time. Uh, you could so, throw you could throw Mike Tomlin in there too. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yes, sure. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And Matt Lafleur. If we're getting real technical, but but the vast majority for twenty to twenty six teams in the league, you're changing head coaches every three years anyway. So why wouldn't you pick up the greatest head coach of all time? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't get it. I think it's just a, it, it just goes towards what the league is. The league doesn't want the coaches who have that kind of all the control. They don't want that type of coach. I don't think that's why Vrabel isn't a coach either. I don't know if they want that type of coach, which is why I said, we'll never see a coach like Belichick again. Like, I think people want more of your player friendly coaches, your Sean McVay's, your fucking, yeah. 
nerdy boy, fucking look at me, I'm cool, Mike McDaniels, like those type of coaches. So I don't know. But yeah, I think, you know what, dude, take a, take a year off, come back next year. Or like, dude, just call it quits. Like no one, bro, your legacy is set, man. Yeah, Greatest we all, all know you could have broke Don Shula's record. I'm not holding that against ah, you. Ah, shit, that is the record. Yeah, no, you know what? Come back and beat the record, and then and then retire. So I think yeah, next I year, next you. year he'll come back. Next year he'll he'll come back to the league somewhere. But uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, we'll be here for it. But so until next week, Liam going to the Celtics game tonight. Go Best Celtics! Believe. Celtics Al's favored gonna... by twenty. <laughs> Bro, they might win by twenty. Best team in the league. Uh, Al, you go You're take care of your body, man. You Lakers. are. You are hurting. Yeah. I am going to go drink myself into Bolivian. So there we go, guys. Oblivion. See you later. Next week, Tuck Rule Takes, episode 120. See you next week.